0: Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine.
1: Om namah good Gurave, Sachida, Nanda Murtaye, Nishpapan Chaya, Shantaya, Niralambaya Tejas, Mutta, Nandaya, good Hadane. Bhakta kaya ikade haiya namaste chit saratmane. Hita ve jagatam evaha samsara nava Prabhave sah bhavidyanam shambhav ve Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshatpara Brahma, Jasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhavanamo Namaha,
2: o. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own essence, your own amness your own shibness the one self being all is being you om Swarupa swaswa swa bhava namo namaha enlightenment makes you happier when you live in the light
0: of your own beingness you are happier You are smarter. Your creativity flows. Your love and compassion flow. Generosity arises from within. You give, it can be simple things, without looking for repayment or even a thank you. It feels good to give. When you shine with the light of consciousness, you love, but you don't measure out the response no more bargains. Love is an expression of your essence of beingness, not something you get from another or give to another. It's like sunshine. It radiates out from your inner source. Like Baba said, when the mind and intellect come close to the self, they are able to experience bliss. It is to attain that bliss To establish ourselves in that bliss that we meditate. When we attain the light of the self within ourselves, that light
2: emerges as supreme love. Enlightenment will make you happier.
0: You won't be waiting for the weekend in order to be happy or waiting for something good to happen.
2: Better yet
0: is the bliss the undercurrent on which your boat floats. Your boat is your mind, and when you're enlightened, it's gently rocked by the undercurrent of bliss that always flows within. No matter what happens, the bliss of your own being supports you from inside.
2: This is enlightenment. Now, everyone has an undercurrent. They
0: have a default reaction to everything. You know, with some people, you just can't make them happy. Like this. The air conditioning in the train car had broken down, so everyone had to open up the windows, but it really didn't help. Now, it was windy as well as hot and muggy. On top of it all, one elderly woman kept complaining loudly.
2: Oy, is it hot! Oy, is it hot? Over and over again.
0: It didn't help anyone with what they were experiencing. Fortunately, the conductor told them that a repairman was coming in at the next train station and that the train would stay there until it was repaired. Still,
2: periodically, she exclaimed, Oy, is it hot? Finally. They pulled
0: into the next station and the repairman came in. Soon, cool air was flowing through the vents and the train got going again. Everyone closed their windows and began to relax into the cooling temperature until
2: she exclaimed, Oi, was it hot! Oi, was it hot! When you're not enlightened, you look for your environment to make you happy.
0: You use your surroundings to make you who you are or your memories. If you live in a big house, you're a big person. If you live in a tent, you're a small person or so you think. You base your life and whole being in other people's needs, desires, and opinions of you. Worse, you only know that you matter when someone else is looking at you or listening to you, their attention validates your existence. This is called dependency. When you're not enlightened, you depend on externals to make you who you are. You want others to bring light into your life. When you're enlightened, the light of consciousness shines through you like the sun shines through windows. And that light makes you happier and smarter. When you're smarter, you can see things more clearly. You can identify a pathway through the briars and brambles of life. You can see the options that nobody else thinks of. You can make choices and stick to them like, ah, New Year's
2: resolutions. You're not so driven by your senses. Matrasparshas tu
0: kunteya shitojna sukha dukada agama pahe no parata Bhagavad Gita, chapter two, verse
2: fourteen. Heat and cold, pleasure and pain, come and go, come and go. O oh, Arjuna manage to endure them. Heat and cold, pleasure and pain, come and go. Come and go. You're Arjuna. Oh, Arjuna, manage to endure them. When you're enlightened,
0: you will still feel heat and cold. You will still experience pleasure and
2: pain, but they won't bother you, nor will they motivate you your happiness doesn't depend on that. And
0: when you're enlightened, you still can use air conditioning and heat. You can still choose what to do and what to avoid, but fear of pain doesn't take over, nor the promise of sensory delights. You make your choices based on different criteria with intelligence guiding the way. When you're enlightened, you're smarter. But you can only be smarter when you're not caught up in dependency. Need, greed, and fear cloud
2: your mind. You know, in this post-pandemic age, lots of jobs are changing. You hear or
0: read news reports that many companies are downsizing, meaning they're laying off 10% or 40% of their employees. When You hear a news report like this, you go... That's a big problem these days. And then you find out it's your company that's downsizing and your job is at risk. Now you are reactive. You're angry or you're scared, even blaming those you think are at fault, whether it's the company leadership or political figures. Your ability to think straight is diminished. Your ability to plan for the future is now impaired. The turning of your emotions sabotages your intelligence. Some years ago, a yoga student told me of this exact same situation in his life. He told me my company announced that they had been acquired by a competitor and that the consolidation would bring layoffs. As the sole wage earner for me, my wife and three kids, that was scary. It would be weeks before we would know who would stay and who would go. It's all that anyone could talk about. What if this and what if that? It affected my work. My biggest problem is that the others weren't doing the things that made me able to do my job. So I just rolled up my sleeves and got things done. For about three weeks, I worked harder. It helped me with my mind. I didn't have time to feel the fear or indulge myself in a lot of what ifs. Then my boss handed out pink slips. I
2: didn't get one. I went in and asked why. He said, you were the only one doing any work. I call it
0: dithering. You moan and complain about the past. You whine and complain about the future. You speculate about politics, about the economy, about sports scores, about the weather. You spend so much time and energy on things over which you have no control. You pour your intelligence into regret and worry. Your dithering saps your vitality as well as your clarity and decisiveness. Enlightened beings don't dither. They assess the
2: situation. Accepting the realities for what they are, and then they decide on a course of action. Now, you might have thought that enlightened beings sit around and do nothing. There
0: are two ways in which this is incorrect. One, enlightenment doesn't make you lazy. And two, laziness doesn't lead to enlightenment. Most people highly prize being lazy. They associate laziness with happiness. That if they get to lay around and do nothing, they'll be more relaxed and happier. Actually, laying around and doing nothing makes you stupider. Here's what happens. When you lay around and do nothing, your body gets weaker. You can check it out
2: for yourself,
0: but they've actually proven this in research studies. It started with research on back pain and specifically on people who had back surgery. They used to have the patient lie in bed for days, but their pain got worse. Now they have the surgical patient up and walking on the same day as the surgery. Your muscles have to be used for them to be enlivened. They depend both on blood supply and nerve impulse for their health
2: and aliveness. In other words, use it or lose it. When you lay around and do nothing,
0: unfortunately, it isn't just your body that gets weaker. Your mind gets weaker too. Though your body might be lying down, motionless, your mind keeps going. And when your mind is not being directed toward a specific thing, it goes in circles. It ruminates over all your old unfinished business Reviewing the same storylines again and again. This is helpful. Just like the guy at his job, when you apply your mind towards something productive, not only do you make progress toward your goal, your mind is happier. He applied himself to the work tasks. And not only did he keep his job, he didn't spend weeks in the what-ifs.
2: Baba used to tell us, If you don't know what to do, just do something. It's easier, he said, for
0: me to steer you than to push you. It's true. If you're headed in the wrong direction, it's easy to make a U turn. But if
2: your car won't start, it's really hard to push it to get it going. How do you know if you're headed in the right
0: direction or the wrong direction? Some people say, oh, This is too hard. So it must be that I'm going in the wrong direction. But easy is not the goal. If you really want to make progress towards something, you have to do some hard stuff. If you do only easy stuff, you're lazy. And I already explained lazy. Baba explained it as well. A student who misunderstands the word freedom and is lazy or negligent about obeying the guru, or if he looks for faults in the guru and has little faith, that student
2: finds his inner Shakti is destroyed after a little while. I had this experience. After
0: I came back to the West, after years of ashram residency with my Baba, I didn't know what to do with myself. I tried to keep my practices going, but I wasn't consistent. I coasted on my inner reservoir of Shakti, the storehouse of energy that he had filled into me. But bit by bit, I did fewer practices. I didn't continue my studies. I didn't repeat mantra. I tried again, looking for life and for other people to fill me up. I didn't understand that they couldn't fill me
2: Because they were empty too. It took me about two years to become totally depleted. Then a yogi
0: called me. She took me in tow and got me back on track. She got me meditating again, doing mantra and rereading Baba's books. I started studying the texts. I signed up for Seva and got connected to my local meditation center. I started spending my time with other yogis, such
2: good company. And I bounced back. It only took a few months, and I was radiant again.
0: I had crashed and burned, but I learned a lot. One very important thing I learned was that I wasn't enlightened. So many great experiences I'd had with Baba. They showed me what was inside, but I hadn't stabilized there. I wasn't in a steady state.
2: You need support for your state. Whatever you choose for your state to be. People who are always angry,
0: they stay that way because they nurse their grievances. They find other people who agree with them. Their mind constantly reviews all the things they're unhappy about. They actually work hard on being unhappy. People who suffer from greed actually work at it. Oh. Like with food, they're always thinking about food, even when they're not eating it. They're planning when they can't eat and what it will be. They fantasize about what they'll cook or buy, or they review their regrets about what they ate that they shouldn't have. You actually have to work hard to sustain anger or greed, sadness or blame, or anything that consumes you. You keep it going by the way you use your mind. Instead, you could be supporting a light filled inner state, one of peace and inner
2: joy. How would you do that? How do you use your mind to support this
0: habitual state? Ah, yes, do more mantras. When you get the mantra going inside, your mind is magnetized to consciousness. It's a great thing because your mind is made of consciousness. So when your mind is directed toward consciousness, it's headed home. It's like when you're riding a horse and you turn it back toward the stable. Now it's ready to run. It wants to go in this direction. Your mind loves to be shining with consciousness. You simply turn your mind in that direction by repeating the words, the ancient formula that invokes the consciousness that you are. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. shivaya. We'll do this for meditation. And you can do this in the midst of life. I highly recommend it. This makes you live in the constant flow of grace, the power of revelation, revealing the light of your own divinity to you. You are happier. You keep it flowing by using your mind intelligently, by repeating mantra. It's a puzzlement. Intelligence makes you repeat
2: mantra, while repeating mantra makes you more intelligent. I'll repeat that. Intelligence
0: makes you repeat mantra, while repeating mantra makes you more intelligent. Awesome. A self-reinforcing loop instead of a self-defeating loop. That will change your life. It works because the mantra brings your mind close to the self. Like Baba said. When the mind and intellect come close to the self, they are able to experience bliss. It is to attain that bliss, to establish ourselves in that bliss, that we meditate. When we attain the light of the self within ourselves, that light emerges as supreme
2: love. When your mind is full of mantra, it turns inward toward your own self. As it gets close, your mind is filled with bliss. The bliss of consciousness fills your mind. The
0: purpose of meditation is an even deeper dive into consciousness so that you become established in the consciousness that you are, O Shiva.
2: Let me go through it again. It's progressive stages. When the mind and intellect
0: come close to the self, they are able to experience bliss. It is to attain that bliss, to establish ourselves in that bliss that we meditate. When we attain the light of the self within ourselves, that light emerges as supreme love. When you repeat mantra, your mind comes close to the self, so your mind is filled with bliss as much as you allow. I remember one yogi who wouldn't go deeper. She would only repeat mantra until she had inner lights and visual phenomena. She was an artist. So the lights and colors and visions came easy to her. And they were very important to her. So important that she would stop repeating mantra as soon as she got a visual. And then she would go paint it. She never went deeper. In meditation, you go even deeper into the source of the bliss, into the consciousness that is your
2: own beingness, your own self. You become established in your own beingness. You recognize that you are consciousness itself. You are the self, O Shiva. This means that in meditation, you go beyond your mind. You repeat
0: mantra and your mind is filling with bliss. And then because you're meditating, you're not distracted by the world. You can totally focus on the mantra. Then the
2: mantra takes you home to your own self. At some point, you realize you're not repeating mantra. You've gone beyond your mind. Yes.
0: When you are being your own self, you don't need mantra. Om Namah Shivaya means I honor nama my own self, Shivaya.
2: When you are self, you don't need to honor yourself. Ah, you're home. Oh, but you just realized you're not repeating mantra, which means your mind has started up
0: again. And your mind will lead you astray unless you choose its direction. So you get mantra going again. Now your mind can take you beyond your mind again, all the way to self.
2: Your own self knows your own self. It is this inner knowing that is enlightenment.
0: You see, enlightened beings don't need to repeat the mantra. Enlightenment is often misunderstood as constant remembrance. Nope.
2: While constant remembrance is good, when you're enlightened, you don't need it. The disciple asked his
0: guru a question. Every week, oh, Guruji, I come to satsang. And every week you tell me, you tell all of us to remember I am consciousness. You always say, just remember that you are Shiva. So I go home and I try after 20 years of Sundays, I have gotten to the point where I can remember that I am Shiva until Wednesday, but then I lose it. How can I remember that I am Shiva all the time? His guru replied, ah, you remember that you are Shiva in the same way that you remember you are not a monkey.
2: om swarupa swaswa bhavan namo namah